You're tuning in to Spectre Radio, but wait, don't touch that dial, because this is Spectre Radio presents the MCU. Revisiting our favorite movie moments, debating about scenes from the shows, and combing through the comics. We're just three millennials, binging our way through the MCU, through the eyes of the heroes, villains, and creatures alike. I'm Wyatt. I'm Andrew. I am inevitable. My name is Alyssa, and we are Spectre Radio. I had my eyes opened. I came to realize that I had more to offer this world than making things that blow up, like spoilers. Thank you, Tony Stark, for the spoiler warning. Again, this podcast contains adult content and spoilers. Do not touch me again. Then don't take my stuff. You have no idea what you're dealing with. Uh, Shakespeare in the park? Doth mother know you weareth her drapes? This is beyond you, metal man. Loki will face Asgardian justice. He gives up the cube, he's all yours. Until then, stay out of the way. Tourist. Read it. Run from it. Destiny arrives all the same. And now it's here. Or should I say, I am here. I, but I'm also Spectre Radio. <laughs> wow. <Hey guys. laughs> I try to, to be as dramatic as Thanos in uh, Infinity War, but that doesn't work out because he's much better than me. Anyway, guys, oh, welcome pretty back. Dramatic. Welcome back to our mailbag or whatever Lister calls this type of podcast um, whatever i call it that i yeah, mean it is a mailbag yeah yeah that that word welcome back this is where we have asked the questions that have been dm tweeted facebook messaged um thank you guys for your many 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 questions we definitely mm. had a lot what like 20 or 30 questions to pick thank from. you guys Thank for you this so one. much. So don't be offended if we don't get to your question tonight. I'm sure we will get to it on our next Ask the Avengers. So let's get this ball rolling with question one from my buddy, Adam. Adam. Would the Adam. Avengers have come together if, if Agent Coulson didn't die? Um, I think they would have had to come together. Um, but it would have been much, much, much later in the franchise. Yeah, I feel like this is a short answer for me as well. I think cinematically, yes. Canonically, that was the best reason for them to come together. I don't really know if we could have had a better reason for the Avengers to form and like literally be called the Avengers, right? Right. Um, I just think uh, cinematically that had to be the reason why things happened, right? So I don't know. I don't think we would have, gotten the avengers film that early in the timeline to wide's point so i totally agree i don't think it would have happened as smoothly and as beautifully question mark as it did if he had <laughs> yeah. not been whacked off sorry wow nice Jeez. choice of word wow <laughs> that's what they call it in the mafia they whack you 
but dirty birds (laughs) you dirty birds you said it whatever that's what it's called i my uncle was in the mafia i know Okay, then you should know, Mr. Authority on whacking. Question apparently. one. God, I'm that in the gutter. Right. Okay. Um, uh, you drug us there. Y'all drug us there. Um, so I'm going to mostly agree with um with them on on that. I, I will say that once people start dying in the hundreds and thousands, because you know, Loki's invading Earth, I think they're I think they would have each individually tried to stop him and just, it would not have worked and they would have had to just decide to come together, but the death toll would have been like way higher. And, you know, I'm not sure that the Avengers would be quite as popular um, in their world as they, as they ended up being because they took so long to come together. So it would have, it would have had a different feel and a different vibe if they were, if they only came together as a last resort and not like mutually consenting to come together because a friend died kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I think it would, they would have had different vibes with each other for a while. Um, in my opinion. His name's Phil. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, um, my excuse friend. me. Uh, his my his name was agent. Yeah. <laughs> I love those exchanges. Alrighty, so gonna move on to question number two from my friend Cameron. Appreciate you, Cam. Um, Cam Quarter. Cam, yeah, I told them all the names that I had for him. Cam Quarter. Um, Cam did camera when things were going to crap in the deli. He was Cam Demonium. Cam did um, Cam D's yams. Okay, Cam D's way yams. later, way cooler than I am with the names. Um, so. So he said, uh, what villain would you uh, most want to team up with to rule the galaxy? So I said for like sheer power, like Thanos or Hela, but maybe like morally, probably like Justin Hammer because he's, e- he's not super evil. Andrew's or always maybe- worried about his soul over here. Or maybe um, the, I guess he the, has to be if he's the only one in the family with one. Love you, Brian. Just kidding. Wow. It's because he's a redhead. I had to say it. <laughs> yes, he hasn't. Let's pretend he hasn't been the butt of a million of those jokes before. Okay, I as a daughter but... of someone with red hair and as a person who chose to have red hair for like four years of my life, I think I can dish out a couple ginger jokes. Fair enough. Um, but like like I said, uh, morally, probably Justin Hammer or maybe even the... Um, the chick from Ant-Man 2. Ghost. The chick from Ant-Man Ghost. 2. I couldn't remember her name. Wow. She goes by Ghost. The chick that's like phasing all over the yes, place. Yes, with the white suit. Mm-hmm. Yes. Wow. Okay, I guess I can go. Um, my first thought was Squidward. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Anybody remember Squidward? Yes. I don't Get know lost, why. Squidward. Yes, Ebony Maw. Um, just like in general, like he's Thanos's number one boy. Um, do you want someone to hype you up like that? No one has ever had the pride, yes. the nobility, yes, to wield not one but two infinity stones. You're like, yeah. you know what? I need someone to hype me up like that. And also, like, he's very powerful himself, so mm-hmm. I feel like that would that would be cool. But in all actuality, if I really had to think about it, um, Sorry, Wyatt. Spoiler spoiler alert. I I really 
would uh, love to team up with Agatha Harkness. Um, I think that would be just really cool. And I could watch her back and like show her that she's about to be tricked. Um, for context, what's that from? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to spoil like the entire WandaVision series oh. for you. She's the villain. Okay. It was Agatha all along. Anybody? Mm-hmm. Can we play the song right here? Ah, <laughs> we'll get Wyatt to put it. Wyatt's in. like, I've never heard it. You need to watch the show. I yeah, no, she's so cunning. She's so smart. She's definitely funny. She knows how to have a good time. I feel like we would be besties, like just. Effing she's always drinking a glass of wine. Up the, the universe. Yeah, literally <laughs> always just taking a swig. That's my girl. Okay, that's my girl. And. I have a witch tattoo. Like, I have to rep the homies, okay? The homies. For my villain that I'd want to team up with, I put Zola. What? Yeah. Uh, I feel- <laughs> Andrew's face is so deadpan right I'm, now. I'm waiting for, for his, his the answer. explanation? Yes. He, make it make sense. I've got a soft spot for... Short guys with glasses? Who... <laughs> no. I've got a soft spot, soft spot for characters who don't have enough time to develop into what they believe their role was. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he was in three movies, I believe it was. Two for sure, but I don't know about three. Two two or three. Um, I'm not sure. He's obviously he's Hydra, but mm-hmm. like smart. Yes. Insanely smart. And like walking, you know, if, if he was just walking down the street down, you know, down Broadway in New York City, you wouldn't think he's a villain. All these other villains that we get in the MCU, like Red Skull, Thanos, Hela, you can they're you can tell they're evil. So he's more of the undercover evil character. That's more okay. why I more where I went with him. Not because he's the short dude with glasses, Andrew. I didn't know where you're going with that. But all right, you know, once you say that, I, I can understand, you know, undercover bad guy. I'm with you. Okay, we're going to go to the next question here, number three from my bestie Caesar, who I can't wait to see in LA. Woohoo! My original question he was going to ask, he says, is what Marvel project slash storyline would you green light if you were Kevin Feige? Um, That is such a good question. I like it. And I had to do some digging to think of some projects because uh, unlike our research and development sector here, I am not brushed up on my Marvel canon. Um, So without Googling first, uh, my thought was an all-female Avengers. Like, can I just, can we for a moment appreciate what that would be? We definitely got a teaser of this, obviously, in... um, you know, a little bit in both like Infinity War and Endgame, more so in Endgame, obviously. Um, but I definitely think it would be just a great film and just to see like more about those superheroes, especially like Valkyrie, for example, like we didn't get a lot of her in the films, you know, mm. things like that. Um, and there's so many female superheroes that don't really get a platform and don't get highlighted because obviously like this is one of the whole problems with the franchise is like there's literally only one canonically female avenger and like that's it so 
my thought would be an all-female Avengers team. Like, that would be kind of cool. And, like, almost like a what if. Like, what if it, the whole team was women? Um, but I also like the idea of bringing, like, the House of X into, like, the full franchise and, like, doing the crossover with the X-Men. Because we got, like, a little bit of that here and there, like, with Quicksilver, with Pietro, right? But I think yeah. that would be really cool because I know they've been teasing it and there's a lot of rumors out there. There's a lot of fodder in the tabloids about it. Um, so I think it would be really cool to see that come to fruition and give us an X-Men movie in the MCU. We can ever get Disney to own, what is it, uh, FX? I think it was what, Sony or FX? Yeah. I think Spider-Man is Sony and I think oh, right. FX is, I think, X-Men because that would be really cool. Um, I wasn't sure how to answer this question, so I actually went to Google and just typed in Marvel Projects and basically got a list of stuff that they're thinking about doing or stuff that's rumored to be doing. So I kind of picked from that. I want an I Am Groot TV series. <gasps> Ooh! I don't is, hate that. Which is rumored. Andrew. <laughs> um basically just him and rocket effing stuff up oh <laughs> my gosh it'd almost be funnier if it was like a series of shorts like not even like episodes like like have you guys ever... our shorts yes like have yeah. you have you seen like forky like yeah. forky shorts like those uh -huh. little episodes they're like 10 15 minutes they're super short and I feel like they're super funny. Oh, that would be I, so I think they would work if they were like the same. I only saw the first Marvel What If, but that was like 30 minutes. I think it would work if they had a series of episodes. So basically like the Mandalorian <laughs> length episodes. <laughs> too short. Shot, shots fired. Shots fired. Uh -huh, um, uh -huh. <laughs> uh, I agree. Those are those are too short. But I, I like that, Wyatt. That's that's a really good idea. Was that was that was that your only pick or was that one of your picks? Yeah. Um, okay. I mean I saw you know, unfortunately, Guardians 3 has a um, date of next year that is supposed to be done. We already talked so, about that and celebrated it, so I'm say what you want. I'm not forward to that. You really didn't think they were going to make another Guardians but movie? There's a, apparently another Thor movie. Yeah, Thor 4, Love and Thunder or something like that. Yeah, which I mean, I'm always for more Chris Hemsworth. Mm. Yeah. I, I always want more, more mm -hmm. Thor. <laughs> Um, so for me, um, I was a fan of the um, Marvel Netflix shows that they had because those, I don't know if they still are, but at one point they were MCU canon. Um, like they refer to the Battle of New York as the incident. So when they're selling, people are like trying to buy real estate, like, oh, these are pre-incident prices. <laughs> so um, yeah, they made a reference to that in Daredevil. Daredevil, excellent. All three seasons, shot for shot, episode for episode, in my opinion were fantastic. I would love for them to bring that back with other New York based heroes that come in it, like besides the ones that they already did, like having Spider-Man come in it, you know, that, that would be pretty cool stuff like that. True. Um, so they had an iron fish show and they had a Luke Cage show in the comics. They had their own runs, but they also had a comic where they, uh, a comic line where they teamed up called, Power Man and Iron Fist. They were heroes for hire. So they basically just walked oh, around Harlem. Oh, I read that. Yeah. They walked around Harlem helping people. So Luke Cage kind of held his own with his own show. Iron Fist, not as well. 
So I feel like the two of them, because I think their best episodes were when they actually teamed up. So if they teamed up for a show, I think that would be personally, I think that would be um, a really good, a really good play and a, and a great way to bring back those shows that people already liked. Cause I know people want a lot of those shows back. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so that's, that's my answer. Great question. Nice. Moving on to question number four from a new question asker, whatever <laughs> term that's supposed to be. <laughs> um, Alfred uh, Avzuzu our, Jr. Our Vizu. Uh, yeah, that Junior. Jr. Um, who is the secret MVP of the MCU? Yes, we're gonna have so different answers. And this I is think be great. we. I know we are. I know we are. Um. Okay. So I. <laughs> I put Thanos, but not for the reason why you think I put Thanos. Well, I don't know what to think, so please tell us. <laughs> I put Thanos because so he wanted to save the planet from the plague, aka the humans. And I agree with Dwight from the office that there are too many humans on oh this earth gosh. and we need a new plague. No, Wyatt. So Thanos is my hero and he is the MVP. Not, he's, he's not even the secret MVP. He is the MVP. Well, you heard it here, folks. Someone who killed um, indiscriminately uh, planet by planet before finally just wiping out tr- trillions with the snap of his finger is, in fact, Wyatt's hero. Yes, it is. There's a good chance, there's a good chance that Star-Lord went, went with him. He did go with I, oh Exactly. <laughs> I can't believe you. Um, whoa, 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 hang on. What did you think I was going to say? Like, what, what, what character were you predicting that I was going to say? I had no idea. Really? I, 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 I knew that whatever you said was definitely going to be the opposite of what Alyssa said. And I was <laughs> kind of hoping she would freak out as normal because that's. What I mean, I just for. expected at this point. So I feel like I'm just oblivious to it she's she's numb to it right now (laughs) i i want to hear what Alyssa has to say on the matter okay so to nobody's surprise i have a real answer and i have a fun answer okay based on what adam asked my thought is almost that the secret mvp of the mcu is colson because without him we don't get the avengers so there's my fun answer but my legit answer the secret MVP of the MCU are the women. Surprising no one. <laughs> That's what I thought you were going to say. I'm sorry. I had to think about it, okay? So I was like, it's a woman for sure. And then I thought about it and I was like, don't make me choose. Like Gamora, Black Widow, Wanda, Nebula, Carol Danvers, Maria Hill, Pepper Potts, Jane Foster, Peggy Carter, Mantis, Wasp, Dor- the Dora Milaje. They've all oh, the suffered. Dora Milaje. The Dora Milaje. Bless. Bless. Beat the crap Bless. out of John Walker again. Bless for me. the Dora Milaje. Um, where was I the other day? I was with somebody or talking about something, and they were like, "Oh yeah, what are those people called?" And they tried to guess, and I was like, "You're wrong." And then I was like, "Oh, I forget it. I forget. Oh, oh." And then it came to me, and I was like, "The Dora Milaje." And they were like, "Wow, you're such a nerd." I was like, "I know." Sometimes I, I YouTube so them proud. just beating the crap out of John Walker, and it just makes my day better. I get to see them at Avengers Campus, guys. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, no, so all of the women, I can't really, uh, that whole group, obviously there's other women I didn't talk about, so not throwing shade to anyone I didn't mention, but all of those women that I've mentioned have suffered in some capacity. They've sacrificed something in some capacity to advance 
the initiatives of the Avengers and S.H.I.E.L.D. Thank you very much. Okay, let me let me question one of your one of the ones that that you we didn't question you when you had a mass murder and you need to i'm kidding go ahead (laughs) oh my god (laughs) jane jane foster yeah she did a real sacrifice for us making out with thor i understand completely i mean (laughs) they were apart for how long you hated their relationship thing because you said it was lust but it's still it's still a sacrifice. That's wow. still a sacrifice. Wow. But what does she have sacrifice? Y'all, have Time? y'all ever done a long distance relationship? Yeah, no, I, I just didn't her. date that person. Anymore. Yeah, I married. <laughs> <laughs> Two very different answers. Did everyone catch that? <laughs> Two very different answers. Um, did, did like I said, they're not question? all. They're not all the same. All of the sacrifices are not equal. I did not say. No. Obviously, Carol Danvers lost her entire life. Like her whole past was wiped, right? And then she, thankfully Peggy, she got it back. But Peggy lost her future. She had to live in a future that she didn't want to live in, right? She had to let her past go and not be with Cap. That everybody had that as a sacrifice. Yes, everybody yeah. for sure. But everybody had some kind of I mean, Gamora, Black Widow, hello. Sacrifices. The ultimate sacrifices. Okay. That's what I'm saying. I hear you. I'm not disagreeing I'm just, with you. I'm just questioning some of those some of those women, but that's fine. So <laughs> I have a few. Stare. <laughs> I have a few. Um, firstly, uh, Jarvis. Um, okay. Nice. Oh, Jarvis, I like it. I like it. That's Jarvis such a good pick. You know the AI for Tony. I almost got. Jar- I almost was, wrote him down. So he was helping Tony doing stuff before he even became Vision. Um, so he was helping out the entire team when they were avengers um he's the one who stopped uh, ultron from like blowing you know getting the nuclear codes when he was in the internet so good job bro um ant-man what do you guys know about the quantum realm and that was <laughs> that was that um peggy carter you know set up shield not her fault that uh that hydra you know got in there not her fault um she had a pretty cool show too <clears throat> and she she had really strong morals. Um, Black Widow literally made the ultimate sacrifice, like Thank like you. Alyssa said. Um, Rocket, um, he literally <laughs> like Tony may have like <laughs> schematically designed the time travel thing, um, but when he's like, "Hey, uh, make sure you're doing that right, Ratchet," he goes, "It's Rocket, and you're only a genius on Earth, Nimrod." So he knew what he was doing. He's probably smarter than Tony. Um, and that rat that uh brought Ant Man back from the van <laughs> that is the MVP because none of that would have happened without the quantum realm. So, good job, guys, uh, guys and gals. Okay, uh, so I like a mass murderer, Alyssa likes all of the women, and Andrew's a mix. Who would have thunk? <laughs> Switzerland, thank you, Switzerland. <laughs> you got it. Um, all righty, uh, moving on to a next question from Christopher Tyler. I don't think Christopher has asked a question before. He is not. Thank you so much, Christopher. You sent in so many questions that <laughs> we had to have a Zoom call to pick which one. So this was the he one that we picked, and we're going to definitely get to hopefully the rest of the ones that you submitted over the next couple Ask the Avengers. So shout out to you, friends. Agreed. Appreciate you. Um, so what we got here, 
So Christopher asked, what's your prediction with the multiverse now being canon? So what's our prediction for where everything's going? Um, Andrew, for context, can you explain the multiverse for people who aren't huge into Marvel? Yes. So... um, (laughs) I just think of the meme of Captain America going... So you messed up the timeline again. So it really wants Loki. What I really want to do is get one of those boards in here and do the thing that they did on the Flash, showing the different Earths and how the multiverse. <laughs> yes, works. Earth two. Yes. Earth two. So that's where my mind flashes whenever someone's like, "What's a multiverse?" I'm like, "All right." So <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, so the multiverse is the group of uh, universe, different universes, like an alternate universe, alternate timeline. Like if you go back in time and change something major that affects the present that's become you know a new timeline alter basically anytime there's a choice that you can make a different choice like a fork in a road the choice you make maybe a different you makes another choice and so that's why there's uh the theory is an infinite number of of universes um some may be very similar to this some may be very different so now that we have um loki done um and they season, have season one done season one done and they have well she has elected to kill the nicer version of kang um mm-hmm. and unleashed the multiverse and a multiverse of probably worse kangs uh not not looking too good sweetheart um so we have a whole uh multiverse um now especially i think it's dr strange and the multiverse of madness coming out so that'll be cool my prediction is that um, we're going to get all kinds of crossovers. Um, they're going to start off smaller and work their way into doing more. We're going to get plenty of villains, both old, you know new ones and then maybe some old ones, different versions. Uh, maybe you'll get a returning hero that you haven't seen from a different universe. I think that'll be pretty cool. I'm hoping in Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, we get all three Spider-Man actors. Ooh. You know, that, that would be cool. I mean, they've been teasing it online for so long. And I think they're just going to like keep Zendaya's lips on Tom Holland's lips, as you saw <laughs> on the internet. So he Woo! doesn't spin the, spill the beans. Well, as long as Mark Ruffalo and him aren't on the movie, there's I'm at least saying, a 50% chance. I'm saying. <laughs> love you. Love them both. However, <laughs> that's my answer. What do you value, you guys? What is your um, prediction as far as the multiverse and where Marvel's going now? Um, again, like one of the other questions, I didn't know how to answer this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so thank you for explaining that. Um, my answer is when I think multiverse, I think Doctor Strange. Because mm. obviously he, he, he's a transporter and kind of goes from different place to place to place to place to place. You know, opening up his fields or whatever. Uh, um, I wish everyone could see you. Wax on, wax off right now. He's doing <laughs> the hand, hand motions over here, Mr. Miyagi. Okay, I wish I knew more about the multiverse um, so I could answer this question more thoroughly. Um, you watch Loki? I, yeah. Okay, well, I feel like that kind of teased it a little bit. And like, But Loki also had... A ton of content and i want to say i only downloaded maybe 10 percent of it because there was a lot that was going on that's very true that's very like, fair. Yep. like listening to ethan's podcast like it's hard to kind of keep up because they go pretty deep into 
the explanation of, of each episode. Um, so I I can't answer that question to the full. All I know is that I want more Doctor Strange. <laughs> Always. All right. That's what I want. Um, yeah, my answer was chaos. That's my full prediction is mm. chaos. Um, and like Andrew said, I literally wrote this in my notes. It's almost like when the flash started running so fast that he was time traveling. And that's when I lost interest in the TV show and have stopped watching it because it was too complicated to follow of who was actually dead and who was only dead in this timeline. And then somebody came back, but Oh no, they came back from earth seven instead of earth two or whatever the, you know, I'm making shit up now, but you know what I'm saying? I just feel but like not that much, <laughs> but, but really not that much. Right. Cause there was an earth two. There is an earth two. I don't think there was an earth seven. That's the part I made up there. They didn't call it Earth 7, but there is an Earth 7. There's a million. There's many yeah. Earths, right? Yes. That's when I stopped watching, so I don't know how many. Um, but yeah, it's, I think, you know, definitely going to help us get more TV shows. Like, obviously, like, we have What If. Like, if you watch the opening of What If, where we hear, what's his name? Like, I don't even know if we. The Watcher, whatever yeah, it is. The Watcher. Something but in like the that. canon, it's like undantu or something like mystical sounding um because i looked it up because i was like oh my gosh that's the guy from the hunger games who voices him and it is you're welcome mm -hmm. um so yeah i'm thinking more tv shows like what if for sure um more movies of course we but, might get two different versions of kang because kang's going to be in right. Loki season two and he's the villain for ant-man three right and all of that to say more stuff with the Disney parks, more merchandise. Like we've already seen alligator Loki stuff come up. Give me the merch. Give it. Um, yeah. I want all of the T'Challa star Lord stickers that exist in the world. Um, you know, things like that. So yeah, I think it's just gonna, they're going to milk the cash cow that is called the multiverse. Actually we did two questions from Christopher. We did. We, <laughs> we did. did. We did. We did because there oh, were we did so because many. He had, yeah. Okay. There were so many good ones. So we actually picked two. And I love this question number six I here, guys. I do too. I don't know if you're going to love my answer, but I went full nerd. I don't like one. any of your answers so far. I mean, so that's fair. You never like anything wow. I have to say. Good thing we're family and you're stuck with me. Yep. Um, good thing you so have no choice. See you, see you on Thanksgiving. <laughs> but anyway, uh -huh. so. Um, Number six here, the question is, do you think any other fandom could go the Marvel route and successfully tell an arc like the Infinity War saga? So hear me out. I say yes and no. And what I say is, I think Harry Potter paved the way for something like the MCU. So hear me out. With the time turner? No, oh, I didn't even think of that. Oh, okay. I like, Sorry. I like, I like that take. But my thought was thinking like, who did it first, right? Because if you think about it, like, I don't know, at least in my time that I can think of, or my childhood, another franchise that did it to that level or started at that level other than Harry Potter. That's what do you, what do you mean that soon. So. I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> Obviously, we started with the books in the 90s, uh -huh. I think, right, was when the books started yeah. coming out. 90s, because, 2000s, yeah. Yeah, because the films, the first Harry Potter film was 2001. So I think I was nine years old 
I was nine. Yeah. I was yeah, nine years same. old when that came out. Um, and then our last Harry Potter movie was 2011, right? Mm-hmm. As I was starting college. I remember that pretty vividly. Um, Iron Man was the beginning of the MCU. And that came out in 2008 between Order of the Phoenix and the Half-Blood Prince in 2007 and 2009, respectively. So right. I would say Harry Potter did them a huge solid because it even gave them the perfect gap to have a summer blockbuster. Okay. Ooh, true. Another movie canon launched that same year in 2008, also a book franchise, Twilight. However, Uh, Iron Man came out May 2nd, 2008. Twilight launched November 21st, 2008. So Marvel had like the market on the summer blockbuster that year. And then Twilight started raking in the holiday cash, right? From all the Black Friday goers. So yeah, that's kind of my take on it is like, I don't think Harry Potter or Twilight did it better than Marvel by any means, but I think they're the ones that paved the way and made it possible for us to have 30, 40, 50, however many movies we're going to get out of it. So that's my story and I'm sticking to it. So when we talk other fandoms, I immediately go Star Wars. That's that's a fandom that speaks most highly to me so i'm trying to create a successful arc like the infinity war saga that's hard because marvel did it perfectly um i (laughs) i'm just laughing because like literally every week we find something wrong with every movie in our worst category and he's like they did it perfectly (laughs) on the whole on the, on, whole. The whole, on the whole, I will whole. agree with Riot here and there. You get some, but that's but, gonna happen with anything. So I agree for sure, for sure. Um, you know, I like. But you to see think, what I mean? I do. I would like to think Star Wars would have had the same director for the last three movies. I feel like we, the middle movie, Last Jedi, would have had an Empire Strikes Back esque mm. kind of ending. Mm. Um, hopefully, something a lot more dramatic. I mean, obviously, Luke losing his hand is pretty dramatic, but something, you know, obviously, Infinity War with the the snap, we lose half the population. That's very dramatic. But um, I also wrote, I think the ending to to season two of Mando is similar to what Christopher is referring to. Mm. We get a very abrupt ending to the series. And that we have no idea in which direction it's going. Mm. Obviously, if you're deep into the comics, you're deep into canon through Marvel, you kind of had the idea where the movie was going next. But to the everyday watcher who's not deep in Marvel lore, you no idea. And I believe Star Wars is trying to do something similar, but not obviously a carbon copy of it. I can agree with that. Uh, some of my answer uh, piggybacks off of that. I think Star Wars is capable of doing it. I don't know how much they are doing it. Uh, what I do know is ever since um, I think it was <clears throat> Rebels was really the first one to do it. Ever since they brought Grand Admiral Thrawn into the fold, that was when they really started pulling things that are no longer canon. Because Disney bought, whenever Disney bought Star Wars, 2008, 2012, whenever it was, 
all of the books that were before that, the video games, whatever, none of that is canon anymore. And they literally have so much source material they can pull from. So they are slowly but surely bringing all that in. And a lot of stuff having to do with Grand Admiral Thrawn takes place after episode six. So I like how they're starting to bring him into the Mandalorian timeline, that area. So, and there, there's even speculation that something they did in the Bad Batch finale actually has something to do with uh, uh, Thrawn, the original um, books, which I believe Wyatt is listening to. I listened to them. They are so stinking good. The original ones from the... Yes. Yeah. So you, you noticed, did you finish Bad Batch or no? No, I got halfway through. And okay. So when, when you get there, when you get there, uh, let me know and we'll talk about it. Um, okay. I think they have the capability to. I would love DC to do something like that. I just don't know if DC wants it badly enough. Their, uh... their producers and their, you know, Warner Brothers does not seem to want to make money. And they don't seem to want to make enough movies in a row that are good they it's everything they've been doing is it seems like warner brothers best villains are warner brothers they are literally doing everything they can to not be successful like they could they in the show arrow they had um deadshot like they did in suicide squad they took deadshot out because they're like oh we're gonna have deadshot in so many movies so we don't want to confuse people they had him in one movie. They're, they took Deathstroke out. They're like, oh, great. We're going to have him in all these movies. He had a cameo and he's not, he hasn't been in a movie since. So it's like every decision they've made shot for shot, except for like maybe Wonder Woman and like Shazam and Aquaman were pretty good movies. It's like, I would love to see them do it. I don't think they can at this point, it, if the past decade's been anything to go off of, they're, they're not going to pull it off. Question seven from one of our favorite uh, co-hosts, Saudi. Ooh, so, I know her. And, Happy belated oh, birthday. We love you. Happy late birthday. So do you think Peggy Carter was already influenced by Hydra by the time she speaks with Steve in Winter Soldier? And his, here's the quote she's referring to. So she takes Steve's hand and quote, the world has changed and none of us can go back. All we can do is our best. And sometimes the best that we can do is to start over. Hmm. Thanks for the quote for the, um, for the, the context. context. Yeah. BT dubs. <laughs> so I wrote considering this is 70 years later, then I'm saying I say, yes, she was influenced by Hydra because 70 years is a long time. Yeah. Um, especially with your, you know, new boyfriend gone, Cap's, Cap's gone. You know, what do you really have left to kind of live for except for defending the country? Dang. So obviously you're going to fall to the, the, the propaganda of, of Hydra. So. Especially if you don't even know it's there. Right. Especially if you don't know who's, who's working for it. So you're not sure who's, who's to, who, who to believe. That's where the propaganda comes in. So, yes, I do believe that she was influenced by Hydra by the time she speaks with Steve and Winter Soldier. I mean, I think so. Um, I don't think she may have been influenced a lot. You know, maybe like 
somewhat, but I don't think it necessarily changed who she was. She may think a little bit differently, um, but I, I can agree with your answer. Yeah, I had a similar thought. Um, at that point, you know, 70 years later, she's what, close to 95 years old because she dies when she's 95. Um, she'd seen so much and she'd lost so much too. She was used to putting the past behind her and just moving forward. Like she had to do with Steve. Like, can you imagine someone being gone for your, from your life for 70 years and just like showing up again? Like, I can't imagine how that feels, especially Mm. when you thought it was the person that you were going to spend the rest of your life with, because Mm. let's be honest in the thirties and forties, that's what they were thinking. They was having quickie marriages when uh, they were sent off to war. Right. Um, But I think it's just important to note, like that was how the views of women were. And they were very limited during that time period. You know what I mean? I don't want to sound like a broken record, but I think it was just the experiences from the depression and like throughout the war, because men were encouraged to be courageous, take risks, be entrepreneurs, go to war, you know, pursue the American dream. Whereas women were more told to like marry and like not even go to college. Women were encouraged to go in the kitchen. I was, well, not that exactly. I mean, once the war was over, it was more back to that in like the 1950s mentality of housewife, right? But, you know, when the war started, it did start this like little renaissance of like nurses and technical roles like aircraft engineering. And it's true. You know, we had, we did have female soldiers in World War II. It's just not as common or noted that it was, you know, happening. But like, for example, you know, in New Orleans, there was a demand for public transportation. And so even women were stepping up to become street streetcar, what they called conductorettes for the first time. So it was a renaissance period. But can you imagine like being somebody like, you know, Peggy and growing into a leadership position only to have like this evil regime take over and like basically probably strip all of that away from you? And you have that power taken away from you. You know what I mean? So I think it's just she always kind of had this dark cloud looming over her head, whether it was oppression from the patriarchy or the timeline that she was living in or the fact that she had to let go of Steve and probably thought about that, you know, for a long time. She basically went through the stages of grief without ever actually burying a body. So I can't imagine like all of the pain and suffering that came with where she was at the point where she was like, sometimes you got to leave the past behind you, the Disney way <laughs> kind of thing. All righty. Uh, moving on to, uh, to the next question um, from my uh, friend and coworker, uh, Bryn Davies. Uh, appreciate you, bro. Um, so the question is, why do people blame Peter Quill in Infinity War for flying off the handle and ruining everything? Uh, but not Tony at the end of Civil War. So I feel like that that was a good question. Um, Mm -hmm. Great question. Now, the stakes were a little different. Tony broke the Avengers and basically divided the Avengers at that point. Um, Peter Quill punching Thanos in the face eight times led to the death of Trillions. So slightly different stakes. Temporarily. Temporarily. temporarily and i'm not um i'm not crapping on bryn's question i like this question and it's a good point um i actually know a lot of people who give a iron man a lot of crap 
in general, um, not just for um, what he did. I'm one of them right here. You're welcome. Uh, My one of my cousins absolutely just like the only movie she liked Iron Man in was it was um, Iron Man three. No, (laughs) no, Uh, and 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 certainly not um, Age of Ultron with that uh, with that distasteful joke. But um, Endgame. So she was like, I guess I liked him in that movie, right? Um, Of course, of course. But it's it's kind of like, um, if if you compare Peter Quill's um scene to the whole martha scene in batman versus superman people give that scene in batman versus superman a lot of crap but when they compare it to quill's thing they're like oh well i guess it's not so bad so i guess it's just situational what you compare it to yes um that's it's they like to compare apples and oranges a lot but but i do agree that um i think they give quill more crap than maybe not than he should, but they don't, maybe they don't give Tony enough crap. I'm not, I'm not sure how to answer that because it's I a think good question. You're, you're right on the point. You're really close to what I kind of came up with. And I kind of just mentioned that, um, you know, stages of grief with Peggy. And I think what we're talking about here are two different circumstances to your point, right? So we're talking about yes. grief and we're talking about anger. They're two different things. People understand anger a lot more than they understand grief because everybody has felt anger at some point in their lives. Hell, most people feel angry at some point on a daily basis, right? Whether that's mm-hmm. traffic on their street, weather in their state. But if you're lucky, you probably yet to experience the grief of losing your partner or somebody you, you romantically love. Um, it's a different kind of grief. A lot of us at this age or just in general feel grief when we lose a grandparent or an older family member. Um, but that grief is completely different when it's a young person's death or even more when it's somebody you love, somebody you've dreamed about, somebody that's murdered, right? These are completely different circumstances, especially because Peter Quill is a romantic who can blame him? This man, like we know the five stages of grief are first denial and second anger. He didn't have any time to deny what happened because it was completely brought up to speed in a millisecond that it was told to him that it was so, and he knew what Thanos was capable of and that he wouldn't bat an eye and that he would murder his own child. So there was no time for him to even go through the denial. Nobody told him in a gentle way as sometimes we get the the courtesy of when a loved one dies right and then he grew up with you know not you know his mom dying and then finding with no father and then finding out his father killed his mom so he's not exactly the perfect you know state for mental health no exactly so yeah obviously we we really see the anger stage there um, but it's really a symptom of grief you know denial Mm. lasted that millisecond Um, but he's jumped straight to anger. So that's kind of my thought and why in my thought process, it's almost a little more understandable. I don't think they're either, either of what they did was really forgivable. I think we can definitely understand anger a little bit more than we can understand grief. Dang y'all went a lot deeper than I did on mine. (laughs) Um, so just for context, I'm going to read the question one more time. Sure. So why do people blame Peter Quill and Infinity War for flying off the handle and ruining everything? 
but not Tony at the end of Civil War. Um, and if you need if you need context, I went and Googled this myself because I was a little confused. So to make sure everyone's up to speed, the moment comes for Peter towards the end of Infinity War when Iron Man, Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, and a handful of Guardians managed to beat Thanos, who up to this point has only gotten a few Infinity Stones. Victory seems to be all but assured. And then Star-Lord notices that Gamora is missing and puts two and two together that the Soul Stone is there and Gamora is not, and obviously flies off the handle and in a rage attacks Thanos, creates an opening for Thanos to get the Infinity Gauntlet and finish his mission and basically, to Andrew's point, kill three million people. Whereas wow. Tony just got mad, <laughs> right? Is that pretty much it? <laughs> so my answer. So I believe that they that the Avengers already knew and everyone already knew Tony's character at this point in the timeline. Everyone else except for the Guardians was new to Quill's personality. So, like all the the people that you listed that were there at Infinity War, most of those are Avengers. So they knew they didn't know Peter Quill as personally as they did Tony at this point or as, as Tony at the end of civil war, they knew that Tony's not, you know, he's basically for himself. Most, most of the movie, um, you know, and you know, you get Quill, you know, especially when he comes into contact with Thor, he tries to act bigger and beefier than Thor and manlier because he's he realizes he's such a little man compared to the the mighty no, hammer of Thor. You are a dude. This is a man. <laughs> I mean, that's this question actually lists mo- a little bit of the beef I have with the character of Peter Quill is that he let his emotion get before the mission and ahead of the mission. I mean, kind of to Liz's point, you don't understand the grief of losing the loved one until you've been through it. Mm-hmm. Um, but what they'll teach you in most boot camps, military training courses, is they tell you basically erase your emotion. You're you're on a mission, or what they say in clone, just good soldiers follow orders. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's kind of how I'm taking that question. That's that's a good question. I I I enjoyed answering that one. It was yeah, Bryn Br- and I have had some uh, good conversations at the front desk of the Hilton. Good job, yes. buddy. <laughs> Very thought-provoking. Kudos to you, sir. All right, let's go to question number nine. This one comes from Mr. Camcorder himself. Yeah. Back to Mr. Cameron. So Cameron asks, what slash who was the best crossover character or perhaps deep cut character and his example is howard the duck at the end of the guardians movie or perhaps red skull our cameras so this was a difficult question for me because i was like what do we consider a deep cut character like i again i'm like more of a star wars nerd not as up on uh not as up on the mcu here but definitely a stan i got my captain america shirt on today and everything wore to work and all of that. <laughs> but I think for me, like, I definitely really like Quicksilver and the X-Men and like how, you know, fun and different the mutants are. So mm. I think getting Pietro is definitely a highlight for me. Um, not sure what people are going to think when I say this one, but Deadpool question mark, because 
it took us so long to finally get Deadpool. So I mm. feel like that's partially why I feel that way. Um, definitely excited to see Abomination again in, Sh- in uh, Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings. So agreed. looking forward to that. Baby Groot, Agatha Harkness. I don't know. Like those are <laughs> some of the characters that I really enjoy seeing that are not main characters. Does that make sense? Yeah, I got you. Yeah, same same for me, Alyssa. I definitely like who is a deep cut character. And you know, when he put the example of, of Howard the Duck, I'm like, okay, that makes sense. That's someone that's been in the MCU for a while, but the first time we've seen him in the MCU, mm. seen him actually in the, in the cinematic universe. Right, mm. right. Um, I put the collector. Oh, okay. <laughs> I like it. I would count for mine. Um, mm. I believe he shows himself first in Thor: Dark World, at the very at the so. very end, when they when they give him the um, right um, the ether, the yes, the thingy. Um, but after reading up on him a little bit, I guess he has a much bigger presence in the comics. So it that was, was my huge, understanding. It was a huge deal that we got him, a little snippets of him, um, especially at the. Uh, I think this was a post-credit scene. I want to say it was Thor: The Dark World. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, for mine, I had a couple different ones. I liked um, in Civil War how they because they I don't want to say that they were cameos, but they were they were smaller roles, and that's how they brought um, like Black Panther in into the universe. They introduced him in a movie that was not his. Same thing with um, Spider-Man. So these were more crossovers than deep cuts. I just, I liked their crossovers in that. I liked Doctor Strange's cameo in Thor uh, Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as, as deep cut um, characters, um, Howard the Duck's always funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I definitely like the collector. He's, I, I would love to see all the stuff he has and where he got it from and that kind of stuff. Everybody go watch What If from uh, last week here. Just going to plug it because he's got a little cameo there. So because it kind of reminds he in my mind, he has like the universe's version of the Pawn Stars pawn shop. Like what could be in there? (laughs) Best I can do is 20 credits. That's the best I can do is 20 (laughs) credits. Cool. Moving on to our final question. This one is from Michael. Michael Gardner. Michael Garner! Yes. We love you, Michael. It's the Michael Fan Club. (laughs) So Mike wants to know, why is Chris Pratt the worst? Hey, 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 hey. How much time do we have, Mike? Michael is probably choking his phone right now. Just (laughs) crush his phone in his hand hearing you say that. I'm honestly surprised we didn't get a Chris Pratt question. I'm very very surprised it's because you're surprised you're, al- you're alone in this and no or one wants are you surprised to stoke no one no one has asked you why you hate him i'm surprised no one's like asked like the deep dive like why do you seriously not like him which i mean because I they know got, there's no legitimate answer i i got on it a little bit in the guardians 2 movie he did i heard it when but I there's more I when it, <laughs> it's <laughs> i'll get more into it when we get to the uh final avengers movies um, so Mike's real question is, pick an MCU <laughs> villain, pick an MCU villain you want to see redone or rebooted in the multiverse. Who do you cast? 
and who are they squaring off with? So I desperately want to see Ultron redone. I want to see him meaner, bigger, smarter. I want to see him diving into the secret services, um, the, the CIA. I want him going deep into like archives of, of governments. Um, we, we talked about that in the last Avengers movie, how he was, he was underwritten because you have such a mastermind um, voice actor playing him mm. that how could Amen. you just throw it? How could you just throw it away? So he I'm wasn't a big enough deal. Yeah, correct. I'm not changing the cast. How dare you? Yeah. don't. And who are you squaring off with? I wanted to square off with every other failed villain in the MCU. I want That's a long list. Exactly. So I want kind of, so go back to the clones or rebels is one of them, whatever the episode was, the box where you clones, yeah. Clones where you have Cad Bane and other bounty hunters kind of competing against each other for, for a job. I want that style esque meat challenge with him and like, uh, let's see, Redface, Hella, based almost every villain minus Thanos. Okay, I I, I think him and Abomination would be a good fight. Yeah. Um, you think? I honestly, if he got powerful enough, I think him and Thanos wouldn't be a bad fight either. And like his his progression up through Age of Ultron, you expect him to get to be this big meanie, but no, Hulk can throw him out of a plane, and he's that's it. True. Well, he he throws a version of him out of the plane. Right. Yeah. Because his he can his transfer. souped up vibranium um, shell took all three of them with the lightning and the laser beams and and visions um, mind stone beam. It took all three of those. To finally take him out, it literally took an Infinity Stone and Thor's hammer to 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 do that. So I mean, and especially if you would have gotten a hold of Vision's body, things would have been a lot different. But I I could, I could go with that. Um, I'm sorry, it needs to be said vibranium. Vibranium. Instead. <laughs> um. So for mine, uh, so I I had two. One of them was Ultron. So we we did that one. And uh, Loki, kind of like what I said in the first Thor podcast. I don't want him recast. He's, you know, great. I didn't like how in his first movie, he's already like leaping to genocide. (laughs) That's especially when they're like, oh, you know, Loki's always been one for tricks. Okay, then show him being one for tricks. Show him being mischievous, starting to lean that way and, you know, slowly doing bad things. And then maybe his set, the second movie he's in, He's a bad guy. It just, it, it, it would have, everybody loves Loki as it is. Imagine if like, if it was possible for us to love him even more because we feel more bad for him because more things have happened to him if he started True. off a little better. True. So that's, yeah, that's my soapbox. More of an anti-hero than a villain, but I guess canonically he's a villain. I mean, I, I view him as an anti-hero too, but again, his first movie, he's trying to commit genocide. And then his second movie, he tries to take over the earth. So, I mean, like, you know. You ain't wrong. So, it's, again, just a little tweak here and there. Yep, and we obviously got a version that murdered his brother. Oops. So Yeah. Not really a good guy there. Not at all. Um, okay, so, rebooted, not redone. 
I don't want to recast this one either. My answer is Killmonger. Um, I think he would be so much more intimidating, like with his own army. Um, like I want to see that man lead an army into battle. I think it would be so interesting to see him like try to claim the throne because obviously we know um, that T'Challa is no longer with us and he is now in the ancestral plane. Rest in peace. Mm-hmm. But it'd be interesting to see him challenge um, for the throne again and throw down against Shuri. Like I would pay to see that. Um, he, uh, I don't want to say how that battle would go, but I mean, he took down T'Challa the first time. And for he's... sure. But also part of me wants to see how she could kick his ass because she could outsmart him. True. Other, other than outstrengthing him, right? Fair enough, fair enough. So that that's kind of my thought is she's really clever. Yes. Um, and obviously, like, I don't know what the rules are. Like, obviously, the powers of the Black Panther are stripped away during that ceremony. And so, like, it's just your human form. But can you pick your own weapons? I was going to say, I don't know, right? Because she's be so cool. advanced with all the technology that she creates mm-hmm. that I'm sure she could think of something. But my other Absolutely. thought is um, to see him go up against the new Captain America. We just got announced recently that Captain America 4 is greenlit and that cool. Sam is going to be Captain America. Yay, Good yay. job, Anthony Mackie. Good job, Anthony Mackie. But yeah, Anthony Mackie versus Michael B. Jordan, make it so. I would pay to see that. I think it would be really cool and interesting. Um, yeah, so that's my thought. I really uh, I really like that. And obviously, I like Shuri, so I'm here for mm. it. Heard that. Well, guys, no amount of money ever bought a second of time. And time sure is flying here at the end of phase two and the end <laughs> of our podcast for our second volume of Ask the Avengers. Join us next week for our rewatch of Civil War. Stay tuned. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. In the meantime, check us out on Instagram as at Spectre underscore radio and on Facebook as Spectre Radio. Be sure to submit your questions via social media for a chance to hear us answer them on our upcoming segment, Ask the Avengers. This is Spectre Radio signing off.